0: Welcome back folks. It is episode eight of Dynasty Hour. I am Jagger May, and you can find me at Fantasy Blue Chip and with me is the host of This Guy Sucks, Chuck Bass. How you doing Chuck? I'm
1: Chuck. And then
0: we have, we have Fantasy Jesus. He's here to save your lineups. Justin Herrera and normally Mr. Mallard would be with us, but he has a child that is awake. So Mm. I have to get back in.
1: Classic fantasy stuff.
0: Exactly. This is why you guys need to remain abstinent because you can't do fantasy <laughs> stuff sometimes because
1: your kids are important. <laughs> L- leading the show with anti-kids abstinence is uh, one way to do it. <laughs> is, is this I a Bob Barker to for humans?
0: Yeah, Bob Barker <laughs> for humans, man. I'm just like, oh, spay and to yourselves. <laughs>
1: It's important. It's important to have a thing. If you that if you want that to be yours, you got it.
0: <laughs> What's crazy is I actually want a kid one day, uh, solely because I have great genes, fellas. So.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna name him Jagger Junior. Uh... <laughs> Jagger no. Junior. Just... Go... Jagger Junior rolls. I don't
0: want him to go through that. Yeah, I don't want that. I'm gonna name him <laughs> a really nice, simple name. Hey, that's gonna that make him tough, man. It... What a, what is a PC to way to say I don't want my kid to look ethnic on a job application? So like <laughs> I just want him to, <laughs> to just look simple. <laughs> That's what Chat GPT okay. is
1: for. You'll be fine. You'll be fine.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, folks, we'll start with news and nonsense. We have very little, so we uh we'll have the we'll start with the biggie, if you can call it a biggie. Uh, nothing happened. D-hopped visited Tennessee. I don't know. How I feel about this one. I think I actually do. It's awful. So Chuck, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you feel with? The, what do you feel about D-hop visiting um, Tennessee?
1: Uh, I think it's a it's hilarious. I think it's a nice smoke screen. He's smart. If he's trying to, you know, pump his stock up a little bit from some other teams, uh, he gets flown in. Think about it. If you're him, he gets flown in by the team put up at the Omni downtown probably gets to watch live music from his balcony, take pictures with bachelorette groups. It's the nice, perfect little summer weekend or summer weekend. Um, But it just doesn't track for somebody who's talked about wanting to play with a great quarterback, with a contending team, a nice target heavy offense. Um, My only real concern is that I actually don't think players are a great evaluation of situations and other players. So there is always that concern in the back of your mind that, maybe that D hop thinks this is a great situation. I hope he doesn't. I think he has tremendous value elsewhere, but I can't really rule anything out at this point.
0: Uh, That makes sense to me. Uh, Justin, where are you at on this? So
2: just like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers going Brett far by going to the jets. um, (laughs) Deandre Hopkins is going full Julio Jones and thinking that going to the Titans is a good move. I don't know if this is a smokescreen or if this is legitimately where we're at with this guys. I mean, there are teams that have said, we don't have the money for you. I'm sorry, whatever, you know, we'll find somebody else to make millions of dollars off of. And it only costs us like 1.3 million. I mean, if he really wants the type of money that Odell Beckham wants, then he's going to have to settle for one of these teams. That's, got the money because they're not so good they mm. don't have good players on their roster a la Tennessee but if he wants to win yeah. then he's going to have to you know, stick it out and be like hey I'll take the veteran minimum I've already made enough money but I want the ring I want the Hall of Fame guarantee so mm-hmm. going to have to figure it out D-Hop but uh, I don't think going to Tennessee mm. is really a good showing on this one it kind of shows that maybe uh, you're really leaning towards the money side instead of the actual ring side
0: Yeah, like like to me, if I'm a if I'm a goldfish and I just like forget about everything I've ever seen about the NFL, yeah, this seems (laughs) like a good idea. It seems like a really good idea. But like what stops me is it's Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis. I just don't think they have the quarterback in the system to support two wide receivers. And and like you said, D Hop is trending towards maybe a more successful julio jones season but a julio jones season nonetheless meaning that everyone's going to think this is a perfect fit but in all reality it's going to be incredibly disappointing for the value that you're pouring into a like a legacy player like this is what i call him like he's a legacy player that we all love and we all know how great he is and i'm not i'm not and i'm not I'm not detracting from what D-Hop has been to us both as NFL fans and as fantasy managers. It's just he's not the guy anymore. He's not the guy. Like, again, and I'll I'll go back. Let's say, like, I'll play the, what is it, a, like, a God's advocate, Jesus' advocate. What's the reverse of devil, devil's advocate? I will say that, like, it, it would fit Traylon Burks and D-Hop for them to be the it, it would really benefit them because like, I don't think Traylon Burks is the guy that everyone thinks AJ Brown is. We've said that almost every week at some point, point. we're probably going to say it again in about like 30 minutes. And then uh, I don't think that D hop is a guy that you can think is your number one anymore. So together you got an okay receiving court. And if someone gets hurt, it's probably not as good. And then on top of that, you got quarterbacks that are okay at best. And then you're probably just gonna be running the ball with Derek Henry like you've always done because it works. So I it, I don't see the fantasy implications. Um, like Chuck said, maybe it's good retirement. Would I were to retire, Tennessee, no. But all the wide receiver positions are taken in Florida. You know, like you're gonna go to Tampa Bay? No. Are you gonna go to Miami? No. Is there another Florida team? I can't think of it right now. So,
1: <laughs> well, if uh, we're narrowing it down to states that states that don't have a uh, state income tax, you're in Florida, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, shit, you there's no know, possibility. I don't want it to get lost. Julio Jones actually wasn't bad when he played with the Titans. He actually had pretty he had almost a career high yards per catch. Uh, he just didn't play any games. He was banged up, and that's been the Julio saga um in the last four or five years. So there is petite, he would there is value to be had there. It's just not even close to being maximized like it would be if he went to a high volume passing offense.
0: I agree. And and one thing and you you kind of you hit around the point that I want to make, but you didn't quite like uh, you, like you were just making a different point. I think that people underestimate that DeHop is just old man, just like Julio Jones was. Like he was good when Mm -hmm. he was on the field, but they're at the age at this point where it's hard for them to stay on the field and play at a high level. You know, we see this Mm -hmm. every year, and a lot of a lot of times, especially players that are at DeAndre Hopkins' caliber, it it's like watching our dads get old. You know, like you remember the age Mm -hmm. where you're just like, man, my dad, maybe he isn't. Superman, you know, I'm like, like this is where we're lot. at with D.
1: Hop. Oh well, like maybe oh, whoever that your old person like, was, like Superman. Like, pick- like Superman, he wasn't around a lot. Yeah, whoever <laughs> problems. Oh, and opened-
0: <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> whoever solved problems and opened pickle jars in your home, mm-hmm. like that person, you realize that like they can't do it anymore like you know like they just don't got it anymore and that's where we're at with Hop. so if anything you hope the spikes value see
2: yeah. i don't think it's it's that point i think you're if you move him to tennessee you're moving him to the retirement home a little too early you know what i mean I, yeah. I think he's still got yeah. something but i think if you put him in with a bunch of people that belong in a retirement home, then he's going to kind of feel like he belongs in a retirement home too. Like, let's face it, Ryan Tannehill, who wants to still roster Ryan Tannehill? Nobody. I don't. Yeah, exactly. We want to send him to the retirement home. We want to have him be the guy yelling at the sky, all that type of stuff. He's the old man that nobody wants. Everybody dreads pushing that draft
1: button on Ryan Tannehill.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, you, when you move f- to
1: the when, when you right move there, to the right? to the villages, when you move to the villages in Florida, you don't just set up an internet connection and play Xbox Live. Like you go fuck every all the other old people that, and you play shuffleboard, and you just kind of like you mellow out with the vibe. I get that. I will say this: if you're comparing him to Julio, um, when Julio was DeAndre Hopkins' age, right now he dropped 115 receptions, 104, or 1400 yards, and six touchdowns. I think Julio is a better wide receiver than DeAndre Hopkins is. But I'm just saying, there is, I think there's gas left in the tank. I just hope, you know, he drives on the right route.
0: Okay. Well, I'll end with this then, because I can't (laughs) argue with that. You're right. Yeah. And like, and these are players that obviously have talent. So I'm not arguing against that. It's just that I don't want to roster these players because these are the types of players Mm -hmm. like Allen Robinson, but like much better. Like, I almost feel bad just saying that where they're going to go from your bench. And the only other place they're going to go is to waivers. They're just going to like retire on your roster. Because like as soon as I drafted Julio Jones like three seasons ago, it was a death sentence. That was like depreciating value. So at this point, what are you willing to pay for DeAndre Hopkins, knowing that he might retire on your roster? Would you rather have D Hop over like Debo Samuel, who we're going to talk about later? Just, uh, Justin, I'll let you was...
1: take the floor
2: on that one. Yeah. No, not even close.
0: <laughs> You'd rather have Debo?
2: Oh, all day long.
0: What about you? What about you, Chuck? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think back...
1: that. Um... Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, I agree. Um, because I do think he's fastly approaching what we're all afraid of, um, and he's always been the, quite, the kind of wide receiver that has, like we talked about in previous episodes, right? He has never fully relied on his physicality, but he has maintained a baseline level of it. If he loses that or it starts to deteriorate or injuries start to take over, then we're talking about a guy that does, that is, it's like a more sad version of Deshaun Jackson's like twilight of his career. And uh, I'd rather take um, Debo 10 times out of 10. Uh,
0: Then it's pretty much, I don't even need to ask you about Traylon Burks. So we'll just Mm -hmm. move on. To draft picks, <laughs> would you rather have a tw- <laughs> would you rather have a twenty four? Oh, you have to ask Deont- me about Burks, man. I wrote a whole script okay. on it. Okay. Well, we're going to <laughs> Burks later. We're not done. Like we got a whole thing on Burks. Okay. We got a whole okay. Thing on okay. Berks. I'm just making sure. So, like, j- okay. yeah, just keep that the chamber. Don't waste it now. Uh, would you rather have a twenty four second or would you rather have D Hop Justin go?
2: Um. God damn. See, these are the questions that are hard to take in when you don't have any of the answers in front of you. Like you don't know where he's going. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm like a rebuilding team or if I'm a fucking winning team. Mm -hmm. If I'm a winning team, sure, I'll strap on. I'll put D-Hop on my roster just to have the fact that maybe he goes off for a couple weeks or so. Because a 24-2 doesn't really mean shit to me at this point you know okay a a lot of people get into the whole 24 stuff and i'm like okay 24 first i can already envision who that's going to be 24 seconds yeah for me it's a little bit cloudier i'm like eh, maybe i don't want to deal with the cloudiness if i want a winning team i'll take d hop um if i'm rebuilding i will gladly take any tour sort of picks for d hop just to clear out some space
1: yeah,
0: that uh, that makes that that makes perfect sense, man. And like for this, I I should have said because like look, we'll just say it, I, and I, I don't even have to ask the rest of you because you would agree. You should not be buying D hop if you're not winning. That is I should have to yeah. say that, but uh, let's just mm-hmm. assume that you don't know. If you are not trying to win, you should not buy D hop. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah, just don't do it. It's not a good idea. I, 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 I wouldn't say- even.
1: I would even propose to take it one step further. I would only buy D hop. If you think he's the last piece to get you to win, if you were like the contender or maybe even like a number two and you have a second round pick to spare, hold on to that because you're probably going to need to reload sooner rather than later. And we have a boatload of talent coming into the league. So like, if you think it's like an edge pusher, yeah, but I completely agree with you. There's like a very, very specific scenario in which this works.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like mm-hmm. and to answer your question, Justin, I'm a degenerate. I've already done a mock draft, a rookie mock draft for twenty twenty four with a bunch oh, of other shit. guys. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so we can, we can talk that, about
2: that. That's why I love it, because I'm going straight to you for my 2024 analysis, bro. Like okay. You are my guy with that shit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Especially since I'm getting into campus to Canton this year. I'm just going to go oh, straight yeah. to you for all my mm. stuff.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Let man. it rip. I'm up. here for it. All right, so we'll talk to some... It's more nonsense. It's not news. It's nonsense. And again, we're Mm -hmm. reaching the barrel. We won't spend too much time on it. But we've seen the Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers hype tape. And there's been some modest debate on Twitter. Um, I am personally in the camp that I think Garrett Wilson is the dynasty wide receiver three. Uh, a lot of people think mm. that might be too high. A lot of that depends on like the three-year window thing I believe in getting really good play I, If you can get Justin Jefferson, you need to get him if you can get Justin Jefferson as a wide receiver three That is a discount. So I think that right now I think Garrett Wilson could be Justin Jefferson So I'd rather take the discount. So that is my reasoning Chuck. We'll start with you this time Where's your opinion on, with Garrett Wilson, with Aaron Rodgers there? Are, and this kind of falls into fantasy in general. If you're the dynasty wide receiver sure. three, you're probably a redraft mm-hmm. top five as well. So what do you think?
1: Yeah. Um, you can't ever go wrong with betting on a guy who's as supremely talented as Garrett Wilson is. I actually have C.D. Lamb as my wide receiver three in dynasty. Um, I just think he's equally as talented, and I'm significantly more confident in his ties to the organization and the quarterback for the next three to four, you know, years. And, you know, as much as I love Garrett Wilson, um, the Aaron Rodgers things make me, Aaron Rodgers thing makes me really nervous. He had an awful year last year when you look into the numbers, it wasn't okay. It it was awful. And um, there's so much talent coming into the league that, you know, Garrett Wilson, Wilson, is he going to be the wide, could he be the dynasty wide receiver three, you know, in two years, it might already be Marvin Harrison jr. For all we know. So, um, you know, obviously, one of the more highly valuable targets we have going right now, but his situation is a little too murky for me to plant a flag on. That was an interesting
0: take. Uh, you've given me a mm. lot to think about, and um, like mm. specifically the Marva Harrison bit, <laughs> and then a different way to look mm-hmm. at the, the CD Lamb thing is almost a different topic because there's some people who think CD it is, Lamb in a way, and it. And that group of people only look at spreadsheets. They're wrong. They're They're so wrong. That's why I don't put it on now. I don't put it on our show sheets because we don't need to talk Mm -hmm. about it. You know, but there Mm -hmm. are people out here that think CeeDee Lamb sucks. Mm -hmm. I do not think that CD Lamb sucks. And the only reason why Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I I would argue with you about CeeDee Lamb Mm -hmm. is actually Mike McCarthy. Is I don't think Mike McCarthy is good. Yeah, so that, like, that is it. But talent-wise in a vacuum, I think CeeDee Lamb is just mm-hmm. as good as anybody in the league. So, Justin, where are you yeah. at with Garrett Wilson? Do you think he's officially the wide receiver three, or do you think we're crowding that a little too early?
2: I think we're crowning it just a little bit too early. I got him at wide receiver eight going into this year. I think he can mm. definitely creep into that top five. I am also with Chuck – I really like CD lamb. I also like a guy named Jalen Waddle. I think he is one of the guys that's really going to start making some strides towards maybe overtaking what Tyreek is doing. I mean, those guys are two carbon copies of each other, but I think maybe Waddle can start to get more of the volume aspect of it. Um, So for me, it's like, this is one of the best times for fantasy because The wide receiver Mm -hmm. pool is off the charts and they're young, man. Mm -hmm. Like how many of these guys are under 25 in the top 10? It's it's an outrageous amount. It's probably like at least seven to three are under 25. Mm
1: -hmm. And I I would love, I'm with you. I would love to see like a dynasty wide receiver one through five from 2019 to 2020 to 2021 and even 2022. I bet it's like, I bet it's outrageously different when you compare it to what I'm sure it was like from like 2011 through 2018. It's just wild. Man, right. you, you
0: nailed it, Justin. We're at a point where mm-hmm. you re- like right now with, with wide receivers in, in dynasty, you can essentially roster like, and I don't mean them as exact carbon copies, but production wise, you can roster Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and and like DeAndre Hopkins, like the young versions right now, you can roster them right now. Like right, realistically, you can have them. All. I I have teams that it's that's real. And like you got to think about that. That's like we're in a renaissance that you can have that production on your roster right now. And it's like Justin said, I I'm trying to build to where, where like I think quarterbacks matter even in flex, but. Unless another elite quarterback is right there, I'm snagging wide receiver early and often. And, and then I'm getting a, almost fading my QB two and taking like a Daniel Jones or something later in order to have a rock solid. And then I'll worry about that QB two later. So like you nailed it. Like right now, it's like it. it's one thing we got to put a pin in it and enjoy it while we got it, folks. Cause just like where we're at with like quarterbacks, where it's a change on the guards, it's going to get really shitty at one point. And we're going to look back at this time and, and forget about it. So let's live it while <laughs> we're in it. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. folks have to, we're going to, yeah, exactly. We're going to pay some bills and then we're going to talk about some unrosterable assets that you should get off your rosters. If you can underdog fantasy is here to save your post fantasy football season blues. Easiest place to play and win with the underdog fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our pickm contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code, TSS, to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread, good girl. All right, good girl. And to some unrostable players who are not good girls. Uh we'll start and get we'll just get right into it. We'll start fast if furious. Um <laughs> uh, he is not a good girl in more ways than one. It's Joe Mixon, man. Like like Chuck, when you put this in like the, the pre-show chat, you want to talk about an asset that like even before it got as bad as it was now, like four months ago mm-hmm. I did a startup, or at least it feels four months ago, and it got to the point where you like had to draft Joe Mixon, and I thought I was going to vomit doing it. Now if you have Joe Mixon rostered, You got to look at him with, like, disdain. You know, like, that one kid that your dad just hates, that one sibling. You just know he's, like, you're the reason why I have this shitty job. Like, that's what I look at when I see Joe Mixon. It's just, like – It sounds very specific. (laughs) So, Chuck, so, Chuck, like – like, g- give me some of your insight on why he's in rosterable. I already kind of know, but like, it, the, to me, there's some questionable things. Like, is he still going to be a guy who's going to get 15 plus carries? Because I still think he can. What do you think?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, this one's really, really wild because I just look at like what happened last year and I'm just like, what in the cornbread fuck happened to this guy? It doesn't make any sense. Here's why I think that he is unrosterable and it's more like he's in purgatory, right? He's in no man's land because he has just enough value to be considered an asset. When in reality, he's a debt, he's too young to be considered old. He put up too many yards last year to be considered washed. And his team hasn't indicated his role is in any jeopardy. So this is all stuff you'll hear, but it's like, we all know the truth. We all watch the game, and We've all poured over the stats and the metrics um, he had his worst metrical season since 2018. He was routinely outpaced by Samaje Piron, who had more RB one finishes than Mixon did, despite only starting three games. And Peron outsnapped him in the playoffs when the matter when the game matters the most. So it's clear the organization has lost at least some aspect of faith in him as you know the real role player that we saw from previous years. Uh, and most of his value is tied to being the RB one of the Bengals. Let's be honest. That's an from based upon all the things that I just said, that's about as much guarantee as the next president building the wall in Mexico. Like, it's just not, this is not <laughs> something I'm putting in stock. Yet. So like <laughs> they, they would save $7 million in gap space by cutting him. Um, and, you know, I, we, we, the off the field issues I don't care about because the NFL, the NFL has showed that it will drag its feet forever on off the field issues. So I'm really trying not to factor that in or bake that into any, potential value but i mean this is just a guy that i wish i could just pluck out of um out of dynasty football because i don't want to trade for him and i can't trade him away.
0: yeah man you nailed it like he's he's dead as hell like you could add him in with like a lucrative deal that is fine and you could throw joe mixon mm. in for free and i'm going to counter with like i'm good like i just i don't need that roster mm. space taken almost so like i don't <laughs> want that stress you could um,
2: give somebody two 2024 20, first and Joe Mixon for zero zip, not a zilch, and they'd still be like, ah, what's the catch?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> what is the catch is right? God.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like it's yeah, it's,
2: just, it's just it's so hard to be a Joe Mixon guy right now. I mean I liked him for a little bit, but He's just making it really difficult these past two seasons being very ineffective running the ball and not being near the pass catcher that we thought he could be with Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. And now the off-field issues are just piling on. So, like, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's time for Chase Brown to take over the roster.
0: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. we're officially at the point where Dynasty really is mimicking the real NFL. Like, there's assets that, like, you could get for free. Like for free, nothing. And you're like, I am good. I would rather have this undrafted guy from FIU than a proven commodity mm-hmm. like, like you are. And that's where we're at with some like like this list where we're at with the exception of Justin's that we'll hit on later. I just think that like I have zero fucking interest in whatsoever because you are going to be a black hole. On my roster that mm. I cannot get off, you know, like I don't like having assets that I can't immediately move, and like I and what inspired this segment, folks, is that like it, it, and like I told Chuck a little bit pre-shows, it's always the tweets that you don't think about. Like I I had I'm like, hey, here's a yeah. thought, had, and those are the ones that'll explode. And I put like, here's ten unrosterable assets. So and like. Mm. Like to me, a lot of these, a lot of people agree on. And that like, if you have them on your roster, you're, you're fucked, man. There's, there's no other way to say you're fucked. Like they're going to retire. They're going to go from your roster to waivers, but they're too valuable to just give away Yeah, and put on waivers for nothing. So we'll go on to the next one. Debo Samuel. Um, He was my pick and that's because this is experience. I drafted Debo Samuel in a, in a, a uh, dispersal draft for a roster I took over because it finally got to that point where especially in a dispersal draft, it gets thin super fast because you're only using two roster full of players. And um, I was like, all right, I'll take Debo. And I've traded him and I cannot get proper value. And nor do I think he's <laughs> going to be a guy that I, I can like consistently... like. To me, he's like a flex player at, at best, but we value him as a wide receiver too. As a resident 49ers fan... Do you think, Brack Brandon Ayuk is a receiver to own? And is Debo Samuel a guy that you're going to want to buy or have on your roster in general?
2: I mean, I think you uh, hit the nail straight on the head. It, his value is off right now. It's crazy that people value him as, like, the 19th best receiver and ADP right now, but you got Brandon Ayuk going 31. Like, did people not – stick around for last year? Was Brandon Ayuk so quiet in his 1,000-yard, eight-touchdown breakout season that you didn't catch on? Like, I I don't get it because Debo Samuel is a walking injury. Dude always comes in fat. He always has to work out extra hard in training camp. Then he comes into the season. He blows his load against the Rams, and then he literally stops for, like, three (laughs) or four games. And then here's Brandon Ayuk. Every single season. So I read an article today. This came straight from Debo Samuel's mouth in an interview. He said Brandon Ayuk right now is the only guy out there that no corner can stick to. Nobody is getting over on Brandon Ayuk right now. His elite route running has actually reached that point where it's getting to elite. So I'm looking at this guy as you came in looking exactly like Debo, but instead of you know just banking on your talents, you actually worked hard, and now you're getting into that category where you're a good-slash-great receiver. And maybe in Dynasty, we can see this guy get into like the top 10 elite-type level receivers. Obviously, 49ers run first team. That's always going to be a hindrance. But as a talent, I think Brandon Ayuk is well above Debo Samuel right now. And for ADP, if you're drafting Debo Samuel, you're doing the wrong thing. Stop it. Go out and draft Brandon Ayuk as your wide receiver three or four and be very – thank us later. That's all I'm going to say. Thank us later because you are going to be a league winner if you draft Brandon Ayuk as your wide receiver three.
0: Fantasy Jesus, folks. Uh, You come for the (laughs) Debo slander. but for the the uh the brandon IU propaganda yeah, you like, ascension. yeah dude like 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 you fucking nailed it like mm. you nailed it a hundred percent because like uh, uh let's put it this way like the wide receiver like like godfather matt Harmon, he's been saying for three years that he's like he's like brandon IU is very good like the 49ers just don't have a quarterback you can s- consistently give them a the ball now the quarter uh, now the 49ers have three quarterbacks if one of those guys can just Get it in the ballpark, downfield. field. Like, like you say, good luck. you say that. Yeah, exactly. You say that <laughs> he's your wide receiver three or four. I have bought him consistently as like a wide receiver two, because that's how good I think he is. And like, and then uh, honestly, he's like my wide receiver three. But like I said, if Sam Darnold, I don't give a shit. I do not care. Could someone get this man the ball? Because mm. he is so. Mm. So, 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 so good. Chuck, do you have anything you want to add? Actually, I have a question for you, Chuck. Here is Debo Samuel's fantasy points per game by year. In 2019, 12.6 mm-hmm. per game. In 2020, 11.5. In 2021, here's a big one, 21.2 per game. And then in 2022, 13 per game. So, like, do you think that we're 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 holding Debo Samuel up to one outlier year? Like that's just – this is a trick question.
1: I Yeah, I think that this is the perfect wide receiver to follow up on who we just talked about with Joe Mixon as to where you're never going to be able to get – we overvalue a guy because of an absolute smash home run outlier year. That is not – as that's like we say, it's an outlier. Debo I think is an incredible player, but I don't think he is anywhere near to what we saw last year in the current mold of the San Francisco 49ers offense, Justin hammered just about every point I could say to perfection. I like him in the short term. He's an excellent player, but we have not, how many games have we seen Kittle, the current version of IU McCaffrey and a stable quarterback play. We still don't even exactly know what this team wants to look like. We just know what they keep trying to look like. And the fact that Debo has had this unbelievable season the year prior Uh, it means that people who have him are going to hold him to maybe an unexpected value. And all the rest of us that don't have seen kind of what he's floated more into. So we understand the true price of it, which means that there's this huge um, moat in between the expected value and the actual value. And that makes him once again, just another Joe Mixon A 100%.
0: Nailed it. Um, So we'll move on to our next one. This is one that I think is spicy. It's it's Traylon Burks. And I think that that this is Justin's guy, and I think it may be right, but maybe for different reasons. Because like the more I think about it, like um, I went on Twitter today, and then my, my boy Dave Heilman, he does the Lord's work, putting up these Twitter polls and, and like value checks on Twitter polls. And after seeing that and seeing some of these uh, value discrepancies, I'm kind of thinking that I would. I would rather have other assets. So, explain your reasoning on Traylon Burks and why he is your guy.
1: Well, okay, let's 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 start here. Unrosterable NSD. is the name of the segment, NSD. ladies and gentlemen. Unrosterable,
2: <laughs> completely unrosterable. Um, I went on a show and I literally said. He sucks. He's the worst. I don't want him on my team. That was a quote that came out of my mouth and got put up all over Twitter. Uh, let's let's see where do I start. He ran a four six, which was, I mean, great for a guy his size. But I mean, he can't actually seem to move that fast, and they don't <laughs> use him that well in this offense. I mean, he was running end arounds at Arkansas. Do you ever see him running end around in Tennessee? Um, Tennessee is also a run first team. So where are we gonna work in trailer that's Burks okay there. for Ayuk, right? What's that? What's but that? That's
1: okay for Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, that's perfect for that's Brandon That's Okay for Ayuk. Debo.
2: <laughs> that's perfect for Brandon Ayuk because the 49ers don't run the ball nearly as much as fucking Tennessee does. Um yeah, I mean, listen is that true? Traylon Burks wasn't a big fan of him coming out of Arkansas. Uh, Thought he was a little bit slow. Didn't think he had the twitch twitch muscles. Thought he was kind of uh, shot in the dark to replace AJ Brown. Now he had 1.7 yards of reception or separation on average. Uh, This guy's got as many drops last year. Actually, he has more drops than touchdowns, and as many drops as red zone targets. What does that freaking tell us? This team is not looking for him. They were looking at Nick Westbrook-Akina before they were looking at him. What does that freaking tell us about our first-round pick in Tennessee? He was not making – I mean, he was just not holding up his end of the bargain. And I think, Traylon burst. a lot of people are getting on what's going on in camp right now. That's great. You can have him. I won't be taking him. So every draft I'm in with you, know that you can walk out with Traylon Burks because Fancy Jesus ain't walking out with Traylon Burks ever.
0: Ever. And here we go. Even if there's a fire.
2: <clears throat>
0: Never. All right, Chuck. Take it away. Here's your time for Traylon Burks. Take it away.
1: The 49ers ran the ball more than the Titans did last year. 29.7 time attempts per game to 28.6. For the Titans, but let's go ahead and put that behind us because we're talking about a wide receiver right now. Well, you're yeah, high as a fair. fucking kite. If, 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 so, if, right. if you're not rostering, you're not rostering Burks. So people can sit here and complain about the offense, which actually you didn't do. So I'll give you points for that. But most people are complaining about a Tennessee run first offense that doesn't pass the ball much. I don't see how you can do that when we just saw um, what Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were able to do in awful offenses. And they weren't they weren't um, held back by turf toe injuries, by concussions or by some of the worst quarterback play we've ever seen in recent memory with Malik Willis. Uh, Ryan, a healthy Ryan Tannehill coming back has shown that he can support an elite wide receiver in this league, and I think Burks is the guy to do it. I just had a conversation today with Brittany Flynn from Fantasy Alarm about – I mean, Burks has got a lot of positive things to look for. He's going to have a massive potential league-leading target share combined with he's got excellent premium yard after the catch numbers, and his contested catch rate is excellent. And to top things off, while he did not have a high volume year last year – because of you know injuries, bad quarterback play, all that jazz. He did perform when asked of him. His fantasy points per target surpassed Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. And you might be thinking, okay, well, those are rookies, whatever. DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, and a boatload of other great players that I could name. But the buzz is starting to kick in right now, and I don't want to slip up here. So I'm just gonna say. The Titans were on the clock at pick eleven, and they did not take a wide receiver. JSN was on the board. Quentin Johnson was on the board. Jordan Addison was on the board. They went with an offensive lineman. They've got their guy, and they know it. Invest.
0: Okay. Um, I love it. That was. I love it. I'm going to be the tiebreaker, and then we can go back through. We we have the <laughs> time. A- Andrew's not here. Andrew's not here, so we can go over, and he doesn't have to bitch at us in the comments. So we. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm on Justin's side but for opposite reasons I think that uh, eh, da, 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 come back I think that Traylon <laughs> Burks is, is okay I think he's okay I think he's pretty good but Wait, right okay. now I think he's then
1: pretty good that's not the same
0: but but I think he's overvalued because again going back to Dave Halman and looking at what I can get for Burks right now for like an, almost 700 votes votes right now, 76% of people would rather have Traylon Burks than Deontay Johnson. I would rather have Deontay Johnson plus than Traylon Burks. Um, same thing for Burks and Flowers. 85% of people would rather have Traylon Burks than Zay Flowers. You give me Zay Flowers straight up every time. If I can get Zay Flowers plus, oh, baby. I would rather have that. I mean, you tell me right now. I can get Zay Flowers in a third right now. Even in 2023, I could turn that third into Michael Wilson, and then out of Michael Wilson and Zay Flowers, I probably have a Traylon Burks. I almost guarantee that. Uh, so I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that even me as an Arkansas guy, I think that Traylon Burks is probably overrated at this point and or excuse me oh not overrated I think he's overpriced as far as dynasty and you could get you could take the plus even you if think that even he's even overpriced Jordan, you could get Jordan Addison right now plus you can get Quentin Johnston plus you can get J-Mo plus for Traylon Burks all wait, these wait, guys
2: you Jordan Addison plus can I get in this league
0: yeah, I, dude, it's Twitter, man. It's it's Twitter. I'm not crazy. <laughs> Could I? Get oh my gosh, I have. Oh my! I have here.
1: absolutely no interest in the wide receiver two across from Justin Jefferson when I have a potential thirty percent target share, first round stud in in Tennessee. I just don't have any interest in that. Oh, you mean thirteen uh, percent target share? <laughs> but
0: a lot of it, a lot of it is like quality Like like, uh, I, mean, I mean, target share. <laughs> Target share matters, and he's never actually gotten that. You're projecting that target share. And you got to remember that targets yep, are earned. Easily. So we don't know. We don't know. And and again, an <coughs> someone we know who earns targets right now, you can get like 75% of people think that they'd rather have Traylon Burks than Dotson. That means you, you can get Dotson plus for, for Traylon Burks. I'd rather have Dotson. You know why? I know he can earn targets.
1: Okay, we need look, to I, I understand we what you're saying, but you're talking about, you're talking about a, a poll on Twitter. When I'm looking at the keep cut trade rankings right now, Addison and Christian Watson, Quentin Johnson are all ranked ahead of Burks. We're talking about a, a much more and, – and also, let's keep in mind here, this, what we're talking about right now isn't what a player's value is. It's about how rosterable is this guy. Let, let's just compare him to just a few wide receivers in his class. Would you rather have Jameson Williams, Jahan Dotson, or treylon Burks? And just take a second and rank them for me if you don't mind.
2: And this is Dynasty, not just one season.
1: Yes. Dynasty. J- hey, that's Jameson Williams.
0: Yep. Is that and it? Okay. I was ready to roll. I was going to say Jah- Jahan Dotson, J-Mo, and Trimlin Burks in that order. And that comes to talent, situation, and system. It's just like, to me, it, objectively it, – it's Traylon Burks is a fade at cost and maybe KTC. You're right. That's a larger sample size. So I'm happy that you went to that right now. I'll go. uh, And if you put that in perspective, regardless, and the reason why I see he's unrosterable is like some of the guys on my, on my list of guys that I don't want to roster Christian Watson was on there. And that's not because I don't think they Mm -hmm. hold value. It's that I think that their value that they hold I would rather either tear down and get another player plus, or I'd rather package something yeah. and trade up for someone else. That's why I think they're unrostable. is I I would rather have the other almost every time than the player for what their value is, if that makes sense.
2: I'm still trying to get in the league So it it, Jordan Addison plus for freaking Traylon Burks. It, so
1: table. basically what you guys are telling me is that <laughs> you would rather have the potential you would rather have the potential of a wide receiver two in a bunch of offenses that we've talked about with questionable quarterback play as opposed to a potential only wide receiver one with no wide receiver two in also a similarly murky quarterback situation.
0: We're going to talk about this later. I think Chig Okonkwo is the wide receiver two, um, but I also I, I don't believe one. in vacated targets as much as... <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's, that's the, something we could talk about. Like, He's the, is the best receiver right on that team. Let's stop. Let's Far stop fooling way, no,
1: around but, here. Chicanery. Uh, chicanery. Yeah, I just think that uh, I,
0: <laughs> I am firm. This is philosophy. I say this everywhere. I do not believe in vacated targets. Like to an extent, I agree. There is nothing, but, to me, the the targets that Traylon Burks owns will be of lesser quality than targets than Jameson Williams or Dotson earns, unless he is greatly improved from the sample size and what we've got on him. Even even minus the injury, because he does struggle so that, with separating.
1: Yeah. That's where and that's where the difference lies is that I actually thought he performed pretty well given his situation, his injury and his limited sample size. But you know, it, it's it's an uphill fight because you know it's the Tennessee Titans we're talking about here, but I, I still have some pretty significant faith in what we're gonna see going forward. It's all projection
0: for sure. We, for sure, we definitely we definitely need an Andrew on this one because I, I think we all made some valid points. like we all had like three different angles. On this, so and Andrew's always that wild card, he'll come in with like set si, si, like si, Simon Cowell, and he'll be like, He's like, I just think Traylon Burks is shit, And he'll say something like crazy where he thinks Derek I can't 100 like, percent assure you that's like what that. he would say. So, I'm uh, happy he's not here right now
1: because <laughs> I don't need the three on one, the two on one's hard enough.
2: Okay. All right, I got one for you guys. Whoever okay. I think tank Dell's probably gonna end up being one of the better guys for Houston, Tank Dell or Traylon Burks just for this year not for dynasty just for this year who would you rather have come on
1: come on that's Trey insulting i'm not going to
0: even Trey answer the, the question
2: yeah Yeah, that is
0: insulting <laughs> that was what to say like that was really, that you was know? that, that, that
2: that's a better quarterback? i don't know if that's that insulting There's, i don't know i don't know about
1: that you one. give me burks over you give me burks over so many guys, so many guys. Uh, so many, guys. I'm, I'm prepared to <laughs> So I'm many, guys man, I'm, I'm, prepared to I'm prepared to do shit on that one. But uh, give me what, what birth over man? uh, Jonathan Mingo and Marvin men you know, big names. that uh, would you I put him over with, Adam Thielen, hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, just for one season. I might Adam even, Thielen dynasty I, I might even yes. yes, I might even put him over yes. Russell Gage. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. that's not even a guy You guys question. got a but lot that, of faith in a guy is proven nothing. Is that
0: spicy? <laughs> like I'll put him know. over I'll put him over the Buccaneers wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like yeah,
1: mm-hmm. dude. Like got it. Where, wherever Sadie Miller's Russell playing Gage? right now, I've got it's
2: not, it's not even, easy Don't to shit say, on my guys. man Russell Gage. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll pay some bills and then we're gonna talk the tight ends of tomorrow, folks. Is it bleak? Ooh. Are we gonna have a tight end renaissance? We'll find out after Jazz Casino. Jazz, Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for all purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wages. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues and even into the new and exciting world of
1: esports. Down the stretch you'll come with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games.
0: Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. Awesome. Jazz Casino, folks. Uh, as always, our code is TSS for everything. It's three letters. I'm sure you guys will figure it out. Um, so it's tight ends of tomorrow, folks. Always a topic of contention. Kyle Pitts, is he overrated at this point? Um, when we go to the, uh, the, uh, the book of Keep Trade Cut, the book of KTC, and we mm-hmm. look at um, Kyle Pitts's Ranking, he is ranked number thirty, right behind T. Higgins, ahead of Kyle Murray, Tyreek Hill, C.J. Stroud, Jason, Chuck. Do you think he's overrated? Right.
1: I think that he's overrated, but it's not by very much. I'm just so tired of this. An awful year with Matt Ryan. Um, an awful year with Marcus Mariota, and plagued by injuries. No signs of playing with Desmond Ritter last year because of said injuries. Um, and then another emerging breakout star in Drake London. I mean, I'm just – no position is more tied to the quarterback tendency than the tight end position. And so is Desmond Ritter going to favor him? I sure as hell hope so. But if you're going to start putting him up there with guys like T. Higgins as far as these, these keep trade cut rankings, I mean, I just the, – these guys sometimes just don't pan out regardless of how skilled they are. Uh, the coaching staff has other plans for them. There's more talented players on the roster. And maybe we overprojected them coming out of college. There's a bunch of things that are factoring into this. This isn't me. This isn't an anti-Kyle Pitts thing. It's an anti-situation thing, and sometimes it's just not a perfect match.
0: Um, I'm under the impression that. Like it, 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 I, I talked to you earlier about like getting in the weeds of projections, but there are things that are mm. safe to project ahead of time, and I think if we look at like just how bad Marcus Mariota's advanced stats are, it paints a p- paints a picture of not just Kyle Pitts but Drake London, and especially when you look at the mm. depth of uh of, of like the tight end position and the upside of what Kyle Pitts can get give us because he gave us like an Evan Ingram. Rookie season and like people forget Evan Ingram had a record-breaking rookie season You know essentially mm-hmm. like like Him and Gronk had one of like the two best Rookie seasons of all time and now when Evan Ingram's in an ideal situation He's actually performing so I think the Talent is there and, and then When we sure. see how bad like you said The ghost of Matt Ryan was And how bad mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota Was I, I, I still think There's just way too much meat on the bone So I'm willing to It'd be hard for me to pay. I think I'd rather have JSN and CJ
1: Stroud, uh, but that's the issue. Sick. That's the issue, yeah. Yeah, his, his, his value it, has not taken in, 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 in even a little bit of a hit based upon what we've exactly. seen so far, which is exactly your point. Yeah, 100%. That's your point, right? Everybody's seeing, you know, we're all like in the um, what's it called. We're all like on the on deck circle because we know that he's about to step up and potentially hit a home run. It's just you know when is how many more foul balls and strikes is the next guy going to take before they bring in the new batter? What an analogy, ladies it, and gentlemen.
0: Exactly, that was actually pretty One good because like, good right? Yeah, because <laughs> like right there, there's a there's a tear. And Justin, I'll, I'll, I'll tee off to you. It's just like like if you look at again, this is KTC. It's Tyreek Hill. Would Tyreek? I would have Pitts over Hill. Hill. But uh, it's Tyreek Hills, CJ Stroud, JSN. Then it's Saquon Barkley, DK Metcalf. Right after JSN, to me, then it's Kyle Pitts. Like, I, I would have Kyle Pitts there at, over Barkley, over Metcalf, over Andrews, over Kelsey, over Diggs. Like, that's when we get the, like, the older tier. And I think that Kyle Pitts can take that next step. But, like, taking him over Stroud or JSN, especially in Superflex, I think that's crazy. Where are you at?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think we sometimes forget that, you know, kind of like Chuck said, like you see this guy break out in his first year and you totally forget that there's a built in rule to tight ends. You kind of give them a little bit of time to grow because they kind of got to grow a little bit differently in the NFL system, whereas a lot of these guys aren't blocking a lot in college. That's actually what they're asked to do in the NFL in order to be a three down guy order to be on the field enough times to catch 100 passes. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, you got to look back at Travis Kelsey being absolutely dog shit for his first two years before you see the next stretch of time where he's like elite Mm -hmm. tight end one for however many years running with Gronk being his number two or sometimes switching off as number one. So I, it's just, it's hard for me to look at him and go, Oh, yeah. He's completely overrated. I think the value right now is a little inflated. I think you're absolutely right. He hasn't taken a hit. He hasn't taken a step back. Any other player in that position would have been dropped. If George Kittle had the year that he had, Easily. He would, we'd be talking about TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, all these guys ahead of him. They might even start putting you know guys like Evan Ingram ahead of him. But it's Kyle Pitts. It's the wonder kid. It's the guy who was drafted in the top 10. It was the the next big thing at tight end. He was supposed to be the next big thing since Vernon Davis coming out of college. So we kind of put him on a pedestal and we've never kind of checked him ever since. And so he's having having the Vernon Davis career
1: right now, too. Exactly. And
2: and a lot of people forget that Vernon Davis struggled super hard through his first three years and then had okay years for the rest of his career, had one or two good years. And next thing you know, he's uh, out of the league. But for me, I I, I look at Pitts as one of those guys where it's like, you kind of got to calm yourself on it. The talent is 100% there. I I want to say Ritter is going to be able to pick it up, but he could also just exactly be what Marcus Mariota was, and they could be looking for another quarterback. So Mm -hmm. this year is going to be a lot. It's going to be telling of where the offense is going. It's going to be telling of what Arthur Smith has in plan for seasons to come. Um, And for me, Pitts is just a guy who I'm going to stay away from unless he comes to me at a bargain deal. Unless everybody else is on the mm-hmm. same plane, and they're like, uh, kind of like the mixing thing, where like, uh, do I pick him? Do I pick him? Do I pick him? And then if he falls to the right end in the draft, I'll be like, yeah, I'll pick him, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like um, on the, on the flip side, like best ball right now. Like, uh, if you if you guys are doing the under uh, underdog drafts, uh, remember code TSS, um, will match up to hundred dollars. I got him in the That's sixth Dollars for you, exactly. Like, like to to think about the roster that I put together. I got Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, um, and then some other player that I probably really like, and then I get Kyle Pitts. So, like the fact that I got uh, to me, especially for best ball, someone that we think has high potential and could have a spike week, getting Kyle Pitts there, it, like, and and what I like to do, which is like a, a, a almost a. A, a zero running back build. I think it's a smash. But it's like you said, it's just if I have the perfect situation to make a trade for Kyle Pitts, let's say I have the extra draft capital to trade. If I have two firsts at Pat Firemuth, I might move Pat Firemuth in a pick, maybe not that first or a second or first if it takes it to go get Kyle Pitts at that point like I would try to make that move or something like that but in a lot of cases in the situation that I'm in I think Kyle Pitts is a little rich for my blood and I I like the batch of tight ends that have just been drafted so it could be me just being way too too much into the rookie talent so while we got a couple of minutes we'll keep it short and sweet and we'll go on mm. to the next batch. It's it's Chick versus Dulcich. We want to talk about this for a couple of weeks now, and people have their um, – this is basically the same debate we have every year. What is the, the late-round tight end that you can draft and he could be mm-hmm. a boom for you? We have this debate every year. Is he going to be an Alberto, or is he going to be like Mark Andrews when he actually popped? A lot of these guys are mm. Albertos. So – uh, Justin, <laughs> you said you liked Chig. Um, where where are you at with Chick versus Dulcich? Who would you rather have?
2: Well, I, I mean, I like them both. Uh, I was a guy that drafted Dulcich in the late third round last year, in just about every single draft, and I loved every second of it, because he just seemed like he had that raw talent that would translate well into, uh, you know, the next level. And now you got Sean Payton running the offense. Obviously really liking him, coming out saying he's going to be running a joker role. Um, I, th- I think you go with the offense, though, that has the least amount of weapons, obviously being Tennessee. I think he is the – he is him in Tennessee. Actually, no, Derrick Henry is him in Tennessee. But he is the, the wide receiver one in Tennessee, in my opinion. Um, Enough with
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> anything
2: to slander Traylon Burks.
1: <laughs> no can't, ha- can't handle it anymore
2: but i'll you know what it's a really close tie for me i wish andrew was here because i didn't even want to insert myself in this one i don't want to pick but if i had to if i was really stern with it and i was like oh these two guys i know the next guy's gonna get the other one
1: i'd go with it.
0: All right, Chuck, where are you at on this debate?
1: Um, This is also, I I actually couldn't agree more with Justin in terms of like, nobody loses in this situation. Um, But I actually find myself leaning more towards Greg. um, And it's for some like cosmic reasons, you know, all the things that Sean Payton has said, you know, Sean Payton, the reason we all love Sean Payton is because what he did with Jimmy Graham. and. Uh, Well, the last time that Jimmy Graham had a big blow-up season, he had two of his best years. He was a top five tight end twice with Russell Wilson. What's the most – in Seattle, what is the most uh, quarterback-dependent position of skill position players? Tight end. And who's the tight end slash wide receiver for the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson at the quarterback? It's Greg Dolphers. I think that he's going to have an excellent year. I think they're going to use him appropriately. I have written off everything that I saw last year from a statistical standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint, nothing that matters to me. They've brought in an actual adult to run the offense. Um, we're not talking night and day between him and Chig. Um, I just think that as far as like a ceiling goes, I think Chig will command a lot of targets and has a lot of potential. But I think as far as an actual potential breakout top three to top five candidate, Greg checks every possible box I could want from, uh, from a guy named Greg. <laughs>
0: um, I think I, I... One thing I might regret this year is, is fading off my couple of uh, shares of Dulcich that I've had because uh, I used him to move up to get Sam Laporta. And a lot of it is, uh, in one league, like, a uh, mm. one league, just to give perspective, I have Pat Firemuth and I have, um, like Evan Ingram so I could afford To miss Dulcich if I could Because I felt like I'm fine and I'd rather Have mm. Sam Laporta because I Just think he's a better talent than Dulcich, And that doesn't and, mm. and to me I think Sam Laporta is really good that does That's not me saying Dulcich is bad But then if I had the opportunity To do it with Chig I'd rather Just stay put maybe miss out on Dulcich, in-draft Musgrave later, and keep Jig. So that's what made mm-hmm. me think of that decision. Because a lot of this, uh, especially as an analyst, we can talk and bullshit, but I try to uh, give answers of what I've actually done when like I'm on the clock. So to me, it's yeah. a, a – and I forget forget who, sees, who says this, but you want to chase tight ends who could be their team's wide receiver too – and Justin thinks that Chick could be the, the wide receiver one. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I definitely think he's like the wide receiver two. Go ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I was just.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Wide
2: receiver one, baby.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. This gold guy can't stop. That's Danny. No. He's a monster. But, Won't stop. <laughs> but we'll leave it there, folks. We've actually hit mm-hmm. the dynasty hour. And without Andrew, we, we, we did it. Fuck you, Andrew. We don't even need you anymore. Um,
1: we figured out was, the key. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we
0: figured out the key. So um, we'll see you next week. Again, my name is Jagger. Uh, catch me at Fantasy Blue Chip. Make sure to like, subscribe, hit the bell, do all the YouTube shit that everyone knows, but we got to say it because of conversions. Uh, you could catch Justin at SyntexMex93. It's Fantasy Jesus. And then Chuck Bass. Um, we'll have Andrew back maybe later. We don't know um and 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 go go heat according to chuck um we'll see on the next one folks